Oh my gosh. Hey kids. It's salt lime story time back with another episode of three, two, one shots. I'm Jess Nani, and this is Allison Hillman, my phenomenal co-host. Allison, how are you doing this evening? I am great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we are recording early. Uh, it's Sunday, so it's Easter. So happy Easter. Um, and as Easter. all my religious relatives posted on Facebook today, he has risen. So good night. God bless. Um, I got got cut early from work today. So maybe he really has risen because that was a miracle of God. So I'm very excited and I'm ready to drink something, but I'd like to hear how your Easter was. How was yours, Jess? It was good. It was good. I spent it with my boyfriend's family. Um, We got pretty uh, lightly tipsy around the pool and ate some good food and Mm. good family time. Um, I found out that (sighs) Brendan's parents put a pool in last year. So when you come home. We'll take you over and we can swim. It's great. They've got to slide the whole bit. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. I found out that his little sister listens to our podcast and loves it. So uh, the Gen Z 18 year old listener, we've gotten her seal of approval. So we're not completely chuggy. So thank you, Brooklyn, if you're listening for uh, Brooklyn. Valid in validating our existence as a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. If we have Gen Z's approval, which I'm I know I'm barely technically Gen Z by like a month, but still. Yeah. I feel so on the edge. I just don't know where I fit I know. in. I'm not a millennial. I'm not Gen Z. We're Zillennials. This is what we've established. Zillennials. It's fair. It's fair. I'm I'm definitely a bit of both. Yes, a hundred percent. I feel the same way. Allison, what are you what are you taking a shot of this evening? Well, I will be taking a shot of Ben Lohman infused Scottish gin, raspberry and elderflower. I bought it. uh, I brought it home from Scotland uh, in February and I'm very excited. And it was $23. Wait, oops. Nope. 23 pounds and 99 little pounds. What sense in pounds? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Little pounds. So basically almost 24 pounds. I'm very excited to drink it. I, I, I realized it. that I didn't have to take a shot of tequila every time I take a shot, that I can take a shot of whatever I want. So I'm going to do something very fruity that hopefully doesn't make me want to vomit. And hopefully for your guys' sake, you won't have to listen to that either. But we'll see how it works. Jess, what about you? I am shooting triple sec. <laughs> well, you've been drinking all day. so I have. This, is, this will be my sixth drink. Um, I couldn't get my gin bottle open and the triple sec was next to it. So we're shooting triple sec. So this is my first drink. So like I got to catch up. Yes. Also, we do not necessarily condone drinking on this podcast. I know that based off the name and the entire base of this podcast, it's about drinking, but you don't have to drink to enjoy it or have a good time. Just, just so we all are clear. So True. for those of you that want, to join us in a shot, please grab a drink and Jess and I will soon randomize the topic to talk about for the next 30 ish minutes. All right. Should we take that shot? Cheers to you, Allison. God, he has risen three, two, one. (laughs) (laughs) Allison, you make the best noises when you take a shot. It's so fun. I chased it with lemonade. Oh, thank you. That was a lot better than the tequila. Wow. I can, maybe I can actually take shots. It just has to be, it just has to taste like candy. Yes. I feel Um, that. I feel that the triple sec was real easy. So, you know, we all have our things. 
All right, Allison, are we ready to randomize a word? Yeah, let me pour some gin into this lemonade first. But actually, you randomize the word and I'll do that. Okay. <gasps> Ooh, that was a lot of gin. Oops. It's okay. All right. Allison, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Our word today is drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Very fitting. Feels fitting considering that you just did. You just gave a disclaimer that our podcast does not condone drinking. I mean, it's not that it doesn't condone it. It just doesn't encourage it necessarily. True that. To all our Gen Z listeners out there, safety first, danger last. And drinking is definitely means danger first, as you will soon learn from probably some of the stories we're about to tell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay, Allison. Without necessarily incriminating yourself. Mm. What was your first drinking experience? Yeah, this is, a, this is so bad. All right. You see, I was 17. All right. And just like every other normal 17 year old, I wanted to experiment with alcohol and I grew up in Utah. So of course, none of my friends really wanted to do that because most of them were Mormon, but I had a few that weren't that were down and so one day I went over to my dad's house and while he wasn't looking filled a plastic water bottle full of vodka because that was the first thing I could find um peaced out picked our friends up and we all went camping in Logan Canyon and I was also with my girlfriend at the time who I talked about on the end of the dating episodes, <laughs> bless her heart, because she was a true champ throughout all this. She was not drinking. She was our um, babysitter, basically. And none of us in this little group had either had ever been drunk before. And okay. so we didn't really know how much to drink. And we're all, we get everything set up. And we're all sitting around a fire and I just start... <sighs> Sorry, this is why I can't drink vodka is because this is this is my first experience with it. I basically just start chugging this vodka and chasing it with like soda and chug vodka, swig of soda, chug the vodka, swig of soda. And I'm like, I don't feel anything yet. And then I just like keep drinking the vodka. And next thing I know, I am leaning upside down out of the lawn chair that we brought, like the camping chair over the side of the armrest and faces in the dirt <laughs> and three shots of vodka down the hatch oh it was I it might have been more than that I have no idea but and I was basically ass in the air face in the dirt falling out of this chair going like I'm fine this is fine everything is fine and of course my girlfriend <laughs> at the time was like trying to like prop me up and shit and I was starting to say like the weirdest stuff like I have never been this drunk in my life you guys I just I'm not proud of any of this by the way I just want to preface that and after (laughs) after just chugging this vodka we were all just running around one of my friends just I'm laying down in the dirt under a tree under a pine tree just trying to figure out what is happening the world spinning around me. My other friend that was with us took off her shirt and was just running through the woods in her bra. And my girlfriend was chasing after her, trying 
to find her and she looks at me and then I look at my friend running through the woods and I'm like oh so it's that kind of party so I I like take my shirt off because I'm just on the ground and I was like that seems like the right choice and of course now now she's trying to like get our other friend to sit down and put her shirt back on and then she's like sees me on the ground with my shirt off and she's like god damn it and then a little bit later I need to pee and so what happens is I am being cradled by my friend who had not sobered up a little bit and I just pee my pants (laughs) I just piss my pants directly where we're standing as she's holding me up and then I spend the rest of the night projectile vomiting all of the burrito that I'd eaten like earlier that day into the river and watching it float away while my girlfriend rubbed my back and petted my hair um again I give her full credit she was amazing in this situation then my friend came and gave me her a spare pair of underwear that she brought and that is the first time that I got drunk oh and then on the way back in town we got bagels and that's kind of where my whole thirst for bagels when I'm hungover came from it was really bad and I did not drink for quite some time after that ever again that is incredible yeah it was a nightmare um probably for her way more than me (laughs) but yeah um what about you Jess so my first time drinking it was pretty shortly after I left the church and my at the time boyfriend had an incredible fake ID so he went and picked us up wine and six uh, reds hard cider. And I made a pot of macaroni and cheese and ate the whole thing and then proceeded to drink half a bottle of wine and two reds hard ciders. And I got pretty inebriated and he laughed at me because he'd been drinking since he was in middle school and I was 20 years old and couldn't or 19 years old and couldn't really handle my liquor and I giggled a lot and then the next day I went to a missionary farewell <laughs> it was a great time that's and a lot more wholesome you know it was it was definitely I'm keeping some some details vague for the sake of other people involved in this story but it was definitely a wholesome moment about a month later was when I started going. We had a friend at the time whose parents were on sabbatical out of the country and he was house sitting for his parents for like six months. And that summer was like the summer that I really was introduced to drinking. And because I grew up LDS, I didn't really have a ton of like drinking education. Um, the only person, the only two people that I knew who really drank were my aunt and my grandpa. And obviously, like, because I'd grown up LDS, they, like, tried really hard not to drink, like, around me. So I didn't really have any education. And that summer, I drank half a bottle of gin in a hot tub. And you know what? Because I was 19 years old, I was just fucking fine. Ooh. But <laughs> can you that imagine made me pass now? out just, like, listening <laughs> to it? I, like, think about the fact that I did that with my at the my at-the-time roommate and I we're at this this person's house and we seriously we were so stupid just like drinking a bottle of sapphire in the fucking hot tub oh ridiculous but i still like gin so so fun and you had we threw a couple ragers at that house that party house below campus that you you had during college and Jess is the best friend of all time and let me throw ragers at her house. And I had my 21st birthday party there. And yeah. at this point I knew how to drink again. Um, 
actually, well, not again. I knew how to drink properly at this point. And you were so smart about it. You like blocked out the windows so that oh, because like the cops, like the cops go down that street a lot and you were, you made sure that like there weren't going to, cause we had like flashing lights in there yes. and you made sure the cops would be able to see that you didn't let anybody in the front yard. Like you had your boyfriend at the time who was like patrolling, making sure nobody went into the front yard. Cause yeah. there were people underage there. And I was still underage by like two days and the cops in Utah, especially Logan, are horrible and they're so bored and they'll get you for whatever they want. And yeah, so I know that I would have gotten in trouble if I were caught. And one of my favorite parts, though, is in the backyard, you had this like ramp that went up the back of the fence that was like an escape ramp so that if anybody yes. did actually need to run, you could because it, it was the thing about this ramp. It was really nice. It went right over the chain link fence and onto a dirt road that went between like in, in the down the middle of the block that was like private. So you couldn't get on it with a car. And so it would be a perfect way to run from the police, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, in yeah. theory. We didn't ever have to use it because I, so when Allison was about to turn 21, I was living in this house. It was like a 2,500 square foot house that I lived in with two other people. So it was like so much space for like very few people. And my two roommates at the time were super chill. They had their own issues, but like in regards to parties, they were super chill. So we threw a couple of ragers because I literally just cleared all the furniture off like the main floor and just, we just had a bunch of people. But because I was like so worried about cops getting called, I got black butcher paper butcher papered the windows and we put up like the lights and everything but I was so strict about like going in the front yard and we did not get the cops called on us we had probably a hundred people in the house at one point Mm -hmm. and we were just fine because I was so strategic and then yeah the backyard we had like a weird utility path behind our house that separated our backyards and my neighbor's backyards from like the houses behind ours and it was like the perfect escape route so I set it up so nice and I also put a sign on the front door that says if you are underage drinking we are not liable (laughs) Mm -hmm. for any alcohol that you manage to manage to consume but your birthday we made the most dangerous jungle juice I've ever made five full bottles of liquor a bunch of different juices, blue curacao, yeah. fresh fruit that we cut up and put inside. Yeah. And we put it in one of those enormous like Gatorade jugs that, that we stole from our job. <laughs> we returned it. Oh, we also uh, stole a bunch of like mix to make fruit yes. punch and shit. So Allison and uh, I worked at the same restaurant at the time. And we, over the course of two days, like snuck a bunch of shit out of our restaurant to manage this party so that included like catering stuff the gatorade what are they called they like the did coolers. let us borrow that they did they let did. us borrow that though. they were nice and let us borrow that but like mixers oh yeah we all we this other we, yeah. we stole like lemonade powder cherries all this stuff. it was a whole thing oh so great and and so we went and we got the alcohol because at this point jess was 21 so she went in and bought it and like yeah. five full full handles of like hard liquor yeah and it was we the make first this time saint jungle juice it was so i it was like tr- it was called tropical storm the, oh, the recipe i oh got my so God, we named yeah. it tropical storm allison and 
it was the first time that I ever had the liquor store give me a cardboard box because I bought so much liquor. It was such a, it was and such a good time. The best part about that though, is we put it all into that one thing, mix it all together and it tasted like candy and people would drink it, it and be like this jungle juice ain't shit. And then like five minutes later, they'd be falling down the stairs. Literally like, on the floor. It was so, it packed such a big punch. It was so yeah. dangerous, but it was, that shit was so good. But people literally were like, there's like nothing in this jungle juice. And I was like, keep sipping on that, honey. Let me know. Come back to me in five minutes. Yeah. And then I had, we had jello shots that mm-hmm. ranged in intensity and in intensity based off of color. And we had, I think there was one that was virgin jello shots because if anybody who didn't drink came like Johnny or any of like my mm-hmm. like Mormon chill friends came, like they could have like virgin jello shots with everybody. Yeah. Oh my God. We had beer pong. Which and the t- table kept collapsing. It took me six hours to clean the kitchen Us. floor. Oh, I did not make it you do took, that by yourself. No, you did not. It took so long for it, us it to was clean. The worst because it was it was like an inch of dried beer, and then it was um, so gross. My roommate at the time, our good friend Kyra, she she made me this like t- tequila lime pinata. That I smashed open and inside she put all this like taffy candy, and then people started like stomping the taffy into the beer. And I cannot think to this day of a worse combination of no, it was awful on the floor. It took, we literally both had butter knives and gooby gone to get it off the hardwood floor. It and wasn't towels. hardwood. It was a laminate. It was a laminate floor, but yeah. Yes. So the, many towels. Like we, a mop wouldn't even cut it anywhere. Cause we went to no. my mom's house and we're like, can we just borrow every ounce of cleaning supplies you have? Yeah. And at this point, it had also dumped like a foot and a half of snow overnight. Yes. And I wake up in that morning. Oh, I meant to say, I wake up that morning in your bed next to one of our friends. Nothing happened between us. But like, I was just like, oh, my God, like we were both like fucking just wasted. I can't remember where you went. I remember walking downstairs the night after and there was a traffic cone sitting in the middle of the living room. Yes. That I then had to figure out where the per- the drunk person had stolen it from. And it was, like, you know who it was? It. it was, yes, it I was, do know who it was. I know. I could call them out because they pro- I promised them that I would like call them out by name if they ever came up in a story. It was Ty Green, Stevie Graham and Carter Holmes, our good friends. They were right next to Main Street and they were doing construction at the time and they found a shopping cart. And we're running around in the middle of the street, drunk is off their mind, and stole okay. an enormous traffic cone. Not one of the small ones, but one of the ones that is like, yes, it was a big one. It was like a freeway size one. Okay, so here's the funniest story. I don't know if I've ever told you this because I think at this point you had gone to your Boston internship or you were in Peru. You're in one of the places that you traveled over the summer for school. But so they at that party, they went and found they like had the shopping cart and they like had put the shopping cart in my backyard or like in my living room. Somehow the shopping cart and this traffic cone ended up in my house. I got the, sh- the traffic cone back into um, where they were doing some construction. So like it was easy to integrate that back. But when I moved out of that house, I still hadn't gotten rid of the shopping cart. And I literally threw it over a fence into that back utility lot. And like left it. <laughs> so to this day, I don't know what happened to that shopping cart because I threw it over a fence. <laughs> okay. This is kind of a weird change in topic, but I just remember that I wanted to say this is that, you know, my first getting drunk story was so bad. And so many people have such a horrible experience their first time drinking 
And I remember we were having a party. This was when we were doing one of the slutty Saturdays at our friend's house. And our friend's little sister was there. And I got her drunk for the very first time. Obviously with every, like her permission, her sister's like, they, they knew about it. It was fine. They were all there too. But I got her drunk for the very first time. And she had the best time ever because I was pacing her. I was like, you can take a half shot every 15 or 20 minutes. Okay. Like you're going to pace yourself. I'm going to hold your hand the whole way because I don't want you falling half naked out of a chair in the middle of the forest. Okay. Yes. Because been there, done that. It's not a good time. And she, you know what? She had the best time ever. I stopped her before she would get too drunk, but like, she just got to be a nice, comfortable tipsy, didn't get sick and nothing like that. You know what I mean? And so I don't know if that makes me a good or a bad person, but it is what it is. I'm going to explain to the audience what slutty Saturday was. And if you want to start your own slutty Saturday, it was seriously a transformative experience in my college days. Yes, it was. Slutty Saturday was passed on to Allison and I by some older women who we, and I say older, they were like two years older than us, um, who we went to college with. And we also worked with, they started this like tradition where once a month on a Saturday, all of their girlfriends and like their external girlfriends would get together and dress and whatever made them feel the sexiest and have a night dedicated to the worshiping of their femininity. So like everybody would bring some, a drink to share. We'd all sit in a circle and tell each other why we all loved each other. We'd do lap dances. We'd get really drunk. We'd like talk about what made it hard to be a woman, what we loved about being a woman. It was so seriously like one of my favorite memories of college. So Allison and I participated in that a lot, but with that came a lot of drunken nights (laughs) with those girls. We really, we really got it done. And this was like pre COVID time. So it was like a lot of wine. We had like a golden goblet that we'd pass around when we were doing these like affirmation circles and we'd all drink from the same cup. And I think about that now and I'm like, oh my God. Oh, I know. (laughs) No, we didn't give a fuck about germs back then. All of us were between the ages of 18 and 24 basically and so we were all at the age where like that kind of shit was like still really fun and I mean it would still be fun but like we've done slutty Saturdays when we're all a bit older but it was mostly just all of us sitting around at 8 p.m with glasses of wine just talking and chilling and again telling each other how much we love each other but slutty Saturdays were so much fun and I when I tell you they came into my life at the perfect time because I needed more than anything like a boost in confidence, especially like with my body. And when I tell you slutty Saturdays completely transformed me, they did because it was just a bunch of women in a room together feeling beautiful of all shapes and sizes of all, of all colors. They were, it was just, it was such a wonderful range of humans. It really was. It was everybody was just loved each other so much. And, but yes, there was also a lot of drinking and one of the most, cause I, I never really got hungover when I was younger uh, that's kind of changed, um, unfortunately, but one of the most hungover I've ever been, we had a slutty Saturday after I had worked a double and I hadn't eaten anything that day. Cause it was like a 12 hour shift and it was slammed the entire day. Like I had almost nothing all day to eat. And then I went directly over to the party. And I remember that night I drank almost an entire bottle of red wine by myself and got a ride home (laughs) I wake up the next morning 
in my bed and it is mother's day and i open the lead weights that are my eyes and just (laughs) stare at the ceiling wondering what have i done because when i just like i felt like i had been packed full of lead weights in the night like sitting up in bed was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And not only that, I had to walk to my door up the stairs and I just, I knew I had to eat something and it was mother's day. And you know how much I love my mother more than anybody else in the world. And I was like, I have to make this special for her, but I need to recover because I feel like a corpse. And so I, all 1000 pounds of me is walking up the stairs on my hands and knees. I crawl through the kitchen (laughs) And my mom's like, oh my God. And I would just look up at her, my face sagging. I'm white as a sheet. And she's just like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's fine. I just, happy Mother's Day. I love you so much. I just, I just need to eat this bowl of Cheerios real fast that I have to work in an hour. (laughs) I'm so sorry. And so I just make myself the biggest bowl of Cheerios and just crawl with them to the living room, eat the cereal, fall asleep on the couch for a tiny bit until I have to wake up and go to work. My car was still at the party, the house party from like last night. And so my mom's boyfriend at the time had to drop me off at work. And I start like dragging my ass into this, into this restaurant. Like I have to work on mother's day. I feel like a nightmare. I walk in and clock in and one of the owners men walks by me with a, an entire pot full of soup and just stops. And is like, Oh my God, are you okay? (laughs) Min does not speak. He hates people. He doesn't like talking, but he was like, oh my God. Cause he just literally took one look at me and was like, something is seriously wrong with this girl. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just, I just need to go. And I'm, I think I was hosting that day and our manager at the time was sitting at the counter eating some yogurt. And I take one whiff of that and start gagging and she's like Jesus Christ and then somebody else <laughs> mentions something about food and I start gagging and they're like can, she, can you just go home like I'm you just need to go and I was like are you guys sure they're like yes please like please go home and so it was I got all a favor home. yeah no literally I was like I think it was gonna be slow that day anyway or something so they were like yeah please like we, yeah you need to like figure this out and then like the big girl I was I had to call my mom on mother's day to have her pick me up and drive me to my car so I could drive home and then I did a whole thing for her when I got back I felt so bad but I have never been that messed up well actually that's a lie I have I've have god I have a lot of stories it's not good but that was just one of the worst that's one of my more notable ones from back then what's one of your best like drunk stories so I had a I went to eight weddings last year everybody that I know and love decided to get married in 2021. So I also went to a, several bachelorette parties. Most notably, this actually technically wasn't a bachelorette party, but we went to Ohio for a wedding. And Ohio famously does not have any poor laws. So when you go to a bar in Ohio, if you order a gin and tonic, you don't know how much gin is going into this gin and tonic. So um, we went to this wedding there that my boyfriend was a groomsman in and so all of the groomsmen went to do their bachelor party and me and this woman who one of my one of 
my friends was dating at the time decided that we were going to make the most of being left behind with all these men. Cause we were waiting on like the other girlfriends weren't there yet. So we were like, okay, fuck it. We're going to go have a really good time in Columbus, Ohio too. Now Columbus, Ohio is a college town. So like college bars galore, the whole bit. We, our Airbnb was across the street from a wine bar. We go to this wine bar and it was one of those places that was very boutique They had their servers names on the menu. So like it was very, Whoa. very like family oriented. It was so cute. It was called Pretty Bird. If you are ever in Columbus, Ohio, it was the best bar I've ever been to. Like hands down have thought about it. I left a review on Google. I loved it so much. But we started the night out with like two very sugary cocktails at this wine bar that the server, Michael, I remember my server's name. This was over a year ago. And I remember his name. His name was Michael that he recommended to us. We like got beers at a different place. And then we get in an Uber and we like literally like had searched where all the bars were. And we went to one end of the strip of where these bars were. And we started at one end and literally worked our way down. Mm -hmm. Um, We went to probably seven different bars. That was the night I discovered green tea shots, which are literally from the devil. (laughs) Yeah. Those will get you. And we made a bunch of friends. So the girl I was with, she was like a very, she's very, very personable. And so she was making friends wherever we went. I was making friends. Like I still have people that I follow on Instagram from this night. Like it was a whole thing. So we make these friends with, we make friends with these girls in a bathroom line. And they're like, you have to go to this bar. It's like the known gay bar in this strip. Like you have to go there. It's great. It's a great time. So we go there, we make immediate friends with these people. And they buy us drinks. And from that point on, I do not remember anything else that night. I don't know how we got back to the Airbnb. Absolutely no clue. The next thing I remember is coming to, and I am over the toilet, losing every ounce of will I have (laughs) Mm -hmm. into this toilet. And then all of the men come home from their bachelor party and like both she's throwing up in the, in the tub. I'm throwing up in the toilet like not a good time (laughs) all of the men come home from their bachelor party and they're like what the literal fuck like we were going to a bachelor party it's supposed to be us like throwing up not you guys and then it was literally it was the worst hangover of my life it was a two-day hangover I was hungover at the wedding um it was a whole whole thing but I went to Columbus and Columbus won okay Allison what is your biggest advice to new drinkers go very very slow don't let people peer pressure you into doing more shots do half shots do water do water down shots your body's not used to alcohol you you don't know what to expect yeah and you don't know how much is going to mess you up so literally if you want to do shots with everybody water down your shots, take half shots. Just don't do too much too fast because that's how you end up again, peeing all over you and your friend. It's just, (laughs) it's literally the worst time for everybody. So just go slow, be safe, make sure you're in a safe place. Jess and I actually, we have been in a situation or a few where we unfortunately got drunk in a place where we weren't safe and we had to figure out a way to get home. So you just need to make sure that you always have somebody in the very least who's there to drive or take care of you guys always make sure that other people and your environment that everybody's safe and yeah what yeah. about you Jess? I, I think the go slow is a great one um 
So mine is like not good. Mine not mine is not good advice, but hair of the dog when you're hungover absolutely works. I've never been able to do that. It would make me <gasps> want to throw up immediately. I've never tried. Oh, it's the only thing that saves me. Really? Literally, I was hungover two weeks ago and I ordered a mimosa while I was at a coffee place with some friends and it was the only thing that brought me out of it. That's great advice, Jess. That's great advice. And hangovers are going to happen. So drink water. (laughs) Well, not until you're about 23 or 24, but they are going to happen. Oh my God. And always eat. Never drink on an empty stomach. You guys, I'm telling you, you will ruin Mother's Day. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Will be Allison. Also, red wine. Red wine hangovers are a different type of hungover. Like red wine drunk's a fun drunk. You know, it's great if you want to get a little frisky. But if you wake up in the morning and have to do anything that day, red wine's not it, chief. Do something else. Yeah, seriously. For the love of God. Frankly, if you are living a sober lifestyle, good for you. Because no, for real, there are days where I'm like, hmm, hmm, sobriety, a concept. I feel so much better on the days that I don't drink. Like I wake up so much better. I sleep better. Like it's alcohol is literally poison. It's so bad for you. And I feel like these stories and this podcast make us seem like alcoholics when I really actually don't drink that much. <laughs> Me either. I only drink on this really podcast. socially, <laughs> and this is social for us. So yes. I'm, I'll be honest. I'll be. Can I be honest on the pod? <laughs> I'm very drunk right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shut up, Alice. Bless your heart. I'm gonna have to cut out so many of you trying to like repeat the beginning of your sentences. So sweet. I also like can't breathe. So <laughs> she has long COVID. It's true. I have long COVID. It's fine. I'm really sorry, future Allison, that you've had to edit this. But it's um, my pleasure, present Jess. It's just fine. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're so cute. Look at you. Oh. <laughs> Your rosy cheeks. I love drunk Jess. If you have any good drunk stories, send them into the pod on Instagram or on Facebook. We'd love to read them. If you have any good advice for people trying to stay sober, we'd love to read it. All that, all that good jazz. But please give us your drunk stories. We'll read them on the pod if you give us permission. Would love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Love to read it even if you don't give us permission. We would love to chuckle at it. But- I love. I mean, you heard mine. It was just humiliating. I really love to <laughs> read something that makes me feel a bit better about myself. Please. Yes. If you think you can out humiliate Allison with your first drunk story, please DM us. We want to know. Anyway, uh, all right, you guys, we will see you next week for Jess. Want to tell them next week's Other episode? Fucking been pioneer so stories. Excited about? Fuck yeah! Yeah, we'll be doing pioneer stories next next week, and I'm very excited. I'm so excited to see Allison's take on pioneer stories thank you so much for listening this far on and we hope that you've enjoyed listening to our drunken shenanigans and by our i mean my drunken shenanigans and allison's <laughs> stone cold sober shenanigans stone cold sober shenanigans I, guys. I need you to do the outro of this and podcast is, uh, all right guys <laughs> allison so- i need Good I night. need you to do the outro of this podcast. I'm doing, I'm doing it. Shh, Jess, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now.
All right, guys. Um, so that was Salt Lime Story Time. Thank you so much. Uh, so we'll, uh, we're gonna see you all next week for Pioneer Stories. It's gonna be so fun. Um, all right. Good night. God bless. He has risen. Easter eggs, Jesus, all that good shit. Yeah. Bye. Bye.